0: It's Marian Ellis here and welcome to the Surveyor Hub podcast, Business Bite Size, where we talk about being in the business of surveying. A question I'm asked a lot by surveyors is, should I work for myself or not? So that's student surveyors starting out, maybe because they have past experience of being an entrepreneur or owning a business, It's employed surveyors not being able to create the work-life balance they crave, or promised one thing and given another, or indeed not allowed to work to their strengths or provide clients with what they feel is needed. And it's not always that there are bad employers out there, it's just that like an item of clothing on a shop rail, one size does not fit all, and it's got to fit to be comfortable. And then there are people who already work for themselves but find they are drowning in work or a lack of it working ridiculously long hours low fees struggling to balance it all and just feeling like getting off the treadmill what seemed like a good idea at the time has turned into a nightmare of stress isolation and well feeling quite lost and all these surveyors love what they do but struggle with running a business And when you don't have a well-run business and you don't have good boundaries on your well-being and family or personal life, things get messy, disorganized, and your risk of claims and certainly complex claims increases. And that's not nice for anyone. And so if you're asking yourself, should I stay or should I go? Here are a couple of things that I would suggest you do. Firstly, get curious about what has triggered the question or the reason for you to explore working for yourself. What's the motivation? In coaching, we often look at triggers and motivation towards or away from something. It's the difference between saying, I am on a diet because I don't want to look like him or I don't want to be embarrassed as opposed to, I want to be on a diet so I can live longer so I can enjoy a bit of rough and tumble with the kids in the park without being out of breath. If your motivation is away from, so the I don't want to be, then you are more likely to make limiting decisions that are short-lived. And that's why we end up on yo-yo diets that we never stick to. We say to ourselves, yay, I can fit into those jeans. I'm going to have that pizza and a beer tonight. And then we regret it when the jeans don't fit next week. A positive towards motivation means that you make small changes that stick. They're embedded in what you do. You start having one healthier meal a day. You increase your water. You start taking a short daily walk and it becomes part of your life. You then feel better and then you're encouraged to do more because you feel like doing more. And so it builds. It's a journey. So it's important to ask yourself truly, Are you running away from a situation? Maybe you don't like your line manager. Maybe you've been asked to do something that doesn't align with your values. Or maybe you are just a little bit scared because as a student, you haven't quite grasped the principles of valuation yet. And someone has told you that you'll most likely get sued if you become a valuation surveyor. And so you hold back from exploring the possibilities and benefits of early career employment through fear and hearsay. If you start a business for the wrong reasons, you won't find what you are looking for because you're always looking behind you. And then you need to ask yourself, can you do anything about your current situation? If you woke up tomorrow and all of your problems were gone, how would you notice? What would be different? Because that is where your solutions really lie and often we don't take responsibility for that. And sometimes it's absolutely nothing to do with working for yourself. It's about your well-being. You might just be exhausted. It could be worries you have at home with family or finances. It could be that you've gotten so worn down by your situation that you can't see a way forward from where you are right now. And if it is any of those things, then you need to know that firstly, you can change the situation you just haven't found the solution yet. And also that until you fix those problems, working for yourself may only exacerbate them. If you decide that yes, this is something you want to explore, then the best thing to do is to surround yourself with people that work for themselves. And by that, I don't just mean surveyors. Before I started to work for myself, I had, without realising, built up a huge network of people mostly female entrepreneurs who did everything from selling pictures made out of buttons on their kitchen tables to owners of successful PR companies and financial organizations. And when I left my corporate job, feeling quite frankly, pretty useless and thinking my career was over, they helped me find agile and creative ways of working. Finally, you need to ask yourself if you have enough information to make the decision. Because when you work for corporates or you're employed, no one talks about working for themselves because either as employed people, they never have, or that they don't want you to leave. So why would they? So it's important to immerse yourself in learning and personal development. Ask other people what they did. How did they get started? And we cover a lot of that in the Surveyor Hub podcast, where surveyors share their careers and business journeys. Join memberships, attend masterclasses, masterminds and programmes. Learn and contribute to discussions. Widen your network, asking questions and getting curious will help you when the time comes to just do it. And it should feel exciting and the right thing to do. It shouldn't feel like a relief. Education and business is key. And there are lots of business gurus out there that can help you. Some things will resonate, others won't. Some things will land with you years after and you'll get that aha moment. Yeah, now that makes sense. Also, don't discount how much you actually already know. If you're a surveyor working in a corporate, thinking about systems and processes that go on which support your work while you're out and about during the day, go and have a look. Find out, speak to the admin staff, understand how things work, make a note of areas you know nothing about and commit to find out more. And if you are still in training as a student, my suggestion to you, with my many years experience in this industry, is that just because you can, doesn't mean it is wise that you do. Surveying is about maturity and experience, and you need to build that up in the volume of property that you see and inspect, and also picking other surveyors' brains. It's a risk to do that on your own PI insurance. Remember, claims can come to you many, many years down the line. So create a plan, a business vision that includes time working for a corporate for the experience, building up your network and business knowledge, and you'll be ready to go when the time is right. If you need help with any of these things, then you can book in with me for a chat. Just message me, send me an email, and I'll gladly help where I can. for listening. If you haven't already, you can sign up to hear the latest Survey Hub news by joining the mailing list at lovesurveying.com. And don't forget to leave me some feedback and let me know your key takeaways from today's podcast.